Hey, Mitchell Gerber, how you doing? I'm good, uh, Glenn. How are you? I'm doing very well, very well. It's good, um, it's good to be on your show. Hey, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. I, I know we we had a couple of missteps trying to, to connect and whatnot, so mm-hmm. I appreciate you being patient on it. Um, How's your family, by the way? Everyone good? Everything's fine. Yeah, very good. Thank good. you. Good. Um, welcome. I, I wanted to start this a little bit different because this is a much different conversation than, than what I normally have. Um, and uh, you, what Mitchell is going to be talking about is, uh, um, controversial. I guess that's, that's probably the best word for it. Um, and it's, it's going to be something that's kind of difficult for a lot of people to wrap their heads around. So, um, with that being said, uh, Mitchell is not a musician, but we're still going to talk about music at some point. Right. Um, I love music. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So, you know, again, if things get a little bit weird, we can always be like, I'll say, hey, Mitchell, what's your favorite band? You know, and we can kind of like, whatever. Um, Absolutely. With all that being said, Mitchell, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what is your background and what is it you're currently doing? Wow. Well, Glenn, yeah, it's a, it's a quite of a heavy subject, uh, folks. Uh, but again, thank you for having me on. My pleasure. Um, because not, not many people have me on to discuss this, especially with... Uh, the, the crazy controversialness, proven controversy surrounding it. But I'm 41 years old. I started this uh, human rights campaign, as you would like to call it, when I was 21 years old. I was mm-hmm. studying international business mm-hmm. at the University of Georgia. I'm an American citizen, South African born, American raised, currently living in Vietnam, carrying out a human rights mission, frontline, 100 miles away from the Chinese border. Mm-hmm. And um, the topic that I that really ignited me in 2001, I was very gun ho, uh, making money. I was about to intern at a very prestigious uh, law um, uh, investment firm. My father put a lot of money into me. I was the president of the business, this and accounting that, and the international trade uh, school uh, group here. And I was doing a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I quite I, I felt extremely stressed out. I, I felt anxious i was very depressed I, wa- I was drinking a lot smoking a lot i just wanted a peace of mind so i tried yoga and i liked yoga and i loved tai chi and martial arts but cut a long story short um how i got into this was in 2001 i was 21 years old and i uh, visited a beautiful festival of crafts and arts and music and culture at the university of Georgia and Athens, a very awesome, famous, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, town of, of music and mm-hmm. openness and REM, the famous guy, the famous right. band REM and other ones came out of there, mm-hmm. uh, out, of, out of Athens. Anyway, yeah, I was very, too. exactly. <laughs> and I was drawn, I was drawn, Glenn, to this incredibly beautiful, ancient meditation and uh Chinese yoga type of practice and, uh, that was being demonstrated by these Chinese people and Chinese uh, elders and Chinese young people. And I was like, I'm very intrigued. So I went up to that, so I went up to the booth with my, my friend Molly, who was studying uh, business with me at that time. And I tried these exercises and immediately I felt my whole body just open up. And I was like totally blissed out felt very comfortable and relaxed. I was like, I need more of this. So I went back to the, the table and I was like, guys, I'm so, I'm so, uh, I feel so relieved after a matter of five minutes of practicing these beautiful 
ancient, the best way I could describe it, organic and natural exercises. Mm-hmm. And as I was just coming coming off this high of you know just openness and uh, and, and rejuvenation and just comfort and ease, I looked to the right and I was like, "What is that?" And immediately, like all the bliss just like left my body, and I was quite shocked of what I was seeing. Stopped the brutal persecution and and human rights abuses of innocent Falun Gong practitioners. And I was like, Falun Gong, what is... And, mm-hmm. and I was explained and shared that this was a beautiful movement that was uh, became the largest spiritual movement in China. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But why are they being persecuted like this? What's going on? So they explained to me that this is, you know, normal uh, communist uh, party or uh, Chinese... Um, uh, society and I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is crazy. I had to look into it more. So finally, I, I looked into it. I went home that night. I read all the books. I read all the the controversy, and I was shocked. And I had to do something. Something inside me, Glenn, mm-hmm. was like, you know what? I got to do something. So here we are today, so, twenty okay. years later. What, <clears throat> what is it that you found when when you um, when you did your initial research? So, I mean, what what made you act the way that you've acted for the last nineteen years? An initial reaction of hundreds and thousands of innocent prisoners of conscience in China being sent to state-mandated hospitals, their organs cut out of their bodies while alive. It sounds so grotesque, like a, a like a Mad Max kind of movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and their organs then sold for massive amounts of profit since two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. And at the time, we didn't know this. We only got the confirmed reports, which we'll get into in a minute, and the evidence in 2006 by the investigators. But in 2001, we only knew that the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, that controls China to this day, mm-hmm. launched an outright, brutal, and unjustified campaign to round up hundreds of thousands of innocent people, house Christians, Tibetans, Uyghur Muslims, and the largest group of people called the Falun Gong, and then just send them to state-mandated hospitals, labor camps, re-education centers, uh, death camps, to cut out their organs while alive and sell them for the, for, for the, the most profitable organs in the world, making a multi-billion dollar business to this day off them. So when I heard about this, I was absolutely shocked. And this is where I, where I am today clarifying, exposing, and putting my life on to, to, to reveal to the world. Right. Um, so that's, that's an incredible claim, right? Um, I I think myself and and probably most of the people listening will, will think, um, the detention camps. Yeah, totally. You know, I I could totally see the, the, you know, CCP do that. Um, it's when we get into the organ harvesting and um, actually there, there are two things. One is um, organ harvesting and the other one is um, there seems to not really be a consensus as to whether um, Falun Gong is is uh, a uh, kind of a non-organized, uh, almost, almost hippie-like organization, right, focused on yoga and whatnot, or whether it is in itself a political party. So I want to, I want to, talk about that a little bit um and also want to talk about the epic times because that that's a little bit freaky to me um so 
I, I guess, you know, the first question, uh, let, let's just talk about evidence, right? I mean, evidence in, right. in regards to uh, uh, organ harvesting. Um, so just so people know, Mitchell actually shared some clips with me. Um, and they are compelling, but they also, at least in my estimation, are, are kind of taken um, without context. So without the full context of what's being said, <clears throat> um, I chose not to, to show them. Um, but he's promised to, to find some full stuff that, you know, I can share later on. So um, <clears throat> that being said, um, what is that evidence? What, what have you found? That uh, there's at least 52 pieces of evidence that confirms the allegations are true. Okay. We believe in that they are true. Not even believe. It's beyond a reasonable doubt now at this time and this point that this is going on, that the Chinese Communist Party, a reign of terror, which it is, that has killed over 100 million people, decimated 5,000 years of Chinese culture. This is not just something that I'm pulling out of the hat. This is absolute confirmed evidence by David Kilgore and David Mattis, the two esquires out of Canada. David Mattis is a 35-year international human rights lawyer out of Winnipeg, mm -hmm. uh, specializing in genocide law and international human rights. David, yeah. Matt, David Kilgore is the Crown Prosecutor and former Secretary of State of the Asian Affairs of the Canadian Parliament. Mm -hmm. And these two gentlemen in 2006 confirmed at least 18 uh, hard-hitting evidence points uh, that this is going on. The evidence includes, and let me pull up, surging businesses, short waiting times, uh, tourism, transportation on demand, a state crime, top-down policy, a new source of organs, and independent investigations. Mm -hmm. And these two gentlemen exposed this in 2006. And then another gentleman called, namely Ethan Gutman, who wrote The Slaughter, a 10-year investigation, working and living basically with the, the Falun Gong and now the Uyghur Muslims who have been detained in up to 2 million in, in, in labor camps. Mm -hmm. uh, confirmed also another uh, um, many more points of, uh, of evidence. So up to 52 pieces of evidence confirmed. Then you have the China Tribunal in 2018 unanimously confirmed that this was going on. Uh, the head chair, Sir Jeffrey Nice, who was the prosecutor of Slobodan Milosevic, the mm -hmm. Yugoslavian dictator who killed, you know, God knows how many um, for war crimes, he con uh, conducted the China Tribunal in 2018, unanimously confirmed. And um, then you have uh, Matthew Robinson, an investigative journalist who wrote about the first hospital that increased their medical wards, their medical beds, um, and medical uh, uh, rooms, just mm -hmm. uh, skyrocketing the Laogar system, which is the labor camp system, the hospital system, to uh, prepare for this slaughter of people. Mm -hmm. So there's absolutely no doubt that this is going on. This has all been confirmed. Um, you know, we, we have uh, the reports and I can share with your listeners at the end where you can go and see and find and read upon this and even watch the documentaries to mm -hmm. confirm that this is not just some kidney in the bathtub story, folks. This is not just, oh, well, we know about this from Southeast Asia. Trust me. I've been living in Southeast Asia for many years. I've been on this mission for 20 years. And I actually was at a child trafficking court in London. Um, I believe one of the videos I sent you, I think, uh, was my whole entire briefing 
at a mm-hmm. child trafficking court in London with the investigators and Dr. Envatotti, who is the main campaigner of forced organ harvesting, a doctor who defected from communist China, who did a forced organ harvesting, who's a good friend of mine, and now is in London as a bus driver, exposing this with the three, uh, with the two Davids, David Kilgore, David Mattis, and Ethan Gutman, as well as Miss World Canada, 2015 and 16, I believe, mm-hmm. Anastasia Lin, who was barred from China participating in the Miss World in 2000, I believe 18. Um, they go around and expose this. But the United Nations, the World Health Organization, all turn their backs. Why? Because they are all colluding with the Chinese Communist Party. And the CCP has got incredible power over the the media outlets, the governing bodies, like I said, the human rights uh, organizations around the world. But evidence cannot be uh, refuted. This is irrefutable evidence. So that's just some of the evidence that I can share with you today. Okay. No, I, I... Again, this this is something that definitely needs to be um, you know looked into, right? Um, exactly. Uh, I, I I guess one of my major questions would be, um, why Falun Gong? I mean, why why would they be targeted, right? This yes, there's three there, there are three reasons. Um, first of all, the the core principles of Falun Gong, if people don't know, it's a, it's an ancient Chinese discipline that skyrocketed to become the life force in popularity in China. Within 5,000 years, no other spiritual, holistic, or health and wellness practice became so popular, where one out of every 13, Glenn, Chinese national citizens, mm-hmm. from the highest ranking members of the Communist Party, all the way down to the peasant and rural class of Communist China, were practicing. Every day, millions of people, at least 10% of the population growing annually because of the tremendous and profound health benefits and spiritual wellness uh, principles behind it. And the, the, the core of Falun Gong, and it's a very attractive principle, they're very attractive principles, truthfulness, compassion, tolerance, which are rooted in Chinese culture, mm-hmm. became the, the life force. But the reason being, as I've said, the popularity, that was the first reason, the size of its following made communist leaders very fearful of losing control of the people's hearts and minds, particularly the president at that time, of the Chinese Communist Party, a military dictator. We call him the evil head of the Chinese Communist Party, Jiang Zemin. He was very hateful that he couldn't control this amount of people. And the number of people practicing Falun Gong at that time outnumbered the number of people in the Chinese Communist Party by 30 million people. So that was the major, that was the major reason. Okay. Anything in the communist, anything under communist control, and I'm sure if people lived under communism, I, as I do, Okay, so not only did the Chinese Communist Party, be, it was threatened and the military dictator at that time was threatened by the immense size of the spiritual movement growing and mushrooming into becoming the largest in, in all of China of a, a, at least 70 to 100 million people. That was the government's own figures. But because of the stark ideology contrast where Falun Gong is a very peaceful uh, movement, it's not political, mm-hmm. It's not some CIA-backed cult that has been demonized to be. Um, they, they are not terrorists. There's no money involved. You're not forced to practice. You don't get ripped away from your family. That's what evil cults do that expand their, their evil influence. Falun Gong became a very organic, natural practice. So, and the, the ideology of these practices, very similar to Tibetan Buddhism, any religion, any upright school of thought, 
is independent, it's free, it's organic and natural. And it uh, not preaches, but it cultivates and promotes truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance, which stand in stark ideology to the Chinese Communist Party killing nature. There's no other regime on the face of the earth that has killed more people, destroyed more life, and decimated more uh, culture than the Chinese Communist Party. And they considered Falun Gong a threat because of its large popularity, the largest, uh, and the stark ideology contrast, where the Falun, where Falun Gong is a peaceful natured practice, and the, the Communist Party is a, is a killing, uh, killing cult, a, a, a very demonic, diabolical killing, uh, uh, killing machine, where it will kill people just on demand. And that's what they've been doing with Falun Gong. And the third reason is because of the profound health benefits, Glenn. When Falun Gong was measured and investigated um, by the Chinese Communist Party and the medical associations around it, they couldn't believe how people were just being healed. Ailments, illnesses, and injuries were just becoming, were vanishing. People were becoming healthy. The suicide rates were going down. Millions of dollars of healthcare costs were being reduced. People were feeling happy. The productivity rates were, were, were increasing in the factories. Quality of product was was uh, was rising, so the overall health was increasing dramatically. And they took a look at the organs and the blood flow and the metabolic processes, and they were very shocked to find how the organs become really healthy. So they did a very diabolical thing. They demonized Falun Gong as some cult to turn public opinion against it. Their propaganda machines were just running 24 hours, demonizing just like the Jews in the, in the Holocaust or other regimes that have demonized and genocidally try to wipe out uh, innocent people and did the worst thing ever. Started to send hundreds and thousands of innocent Falun Gong petitioners and others to state-mandated hospitals and cut their organs out and sell their organs as the healthiest organs in the world, realizing and often knowing that this is what happens to the organs becoming really healthy because a healthy mind, a healthy body and healthy organs. So this is what is going on today and still continuing to this day. Right. Um, I, I have a couple of questions for you, Mitchell. Um, <clears throat> one is, uh, do you consider, are, are you a, a Falun Gong member yourself? Or is there, is there such a thing? Not, not a member, no, but I do practice Falun Gong. It's a mm -hmm. beautiful practice. And yeah, I've been, I've been practicing for, for since, goodness, since 2001. Yeah, okay. lovely. Okay. And the originally, one... from, originally from a Judeo-Christian family, which is fine, but uh -huh. like Falun Gong doesn't interfere with that. But yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. And then a another question just for, you know, just for clarity and transparency's sake. Um, yes. You've been doing this for 19 years. Um, how are you supporting yourself while you're, while you're doing this? I uh, teach little children, two, okay. three, four, and five-year-olds. I volunteer. Uh -huh. And I help out as well. And yeah, I don't, uh, when I go on shows like this or for human rights, mm -hmm. I leave no name and I seek no reward, only just out right. of kindness. But um, the little money that I do make, yeah, I, uh, I teach children right now. Okay. And um, two, three, four, five-year-olds. Um, and uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, you, you obviously see why I would ask that question, right? Um, because sure, sure. It's, it's, again, in the United States, we have, um, fairly limited information about uh, exactly what Falun Gong is, right? Um, and it, it seems to fall on one or two sides. It, it's either um, it's a completely you know peaceful, not even organization, sort of sort of like you know 
antifas, right? Like it's not, it's an organization, but it's not a, you know, a, a, a hierarchical organization, right? Right, right. Very then nice. the other side, the other side is um, that it's a propaganda arm of, of I, I've heard a bunch of just random crazy shit, right? I mean, like it's, um, there's even some that I've heard, you know, that say that it's actually part of the CCP that is is being used to part of the Mossad and the CIA and the FBI. Yep. yep. I mean, yeah, there, there's all crazy, all sorts of crazy things around that. Um, sure, sure. The, not knowing a huge amount about about it in general, though. Um, one thing that does concern me, and I, I brought this up, I think right right before we went on the air. Um, is the epic times that that concerns me greatly and the reason it concerns me is that if you have an organization that um supposedly is apolitical that is you know um not quite religious but i mean for, for lowercase r it is a religious organization right just like just like anything that is you know uh, focused on on you know mental health and and you know spirituality right um the fact that that the epic times is extraordinarily um politically charged right um at least from my my take on it and i'm I'm happy to hear you know your take on it as well but um to me it it, it tends to read somewhere between uh like you know fox news and and um weekly world news right um and again, that, that's just my take. You know, I want to I want to hear your take on it, obviously. Um, but that that in itself is a little bit concerning to me, right? Well, I, well, I started with the Epoch Times. They started in Atlanta in about two thousand three. I was delivering newspapers for them. Mm -hmm. The reason why they established now, you know, I'm a political atheist. I don't care about whether you support this person or this person or. I have, you know, politics to me is just exposing evil and discerning what is right and what is wrong, the ability. Mm -hmm. And that is the responsibility of every human being in this world. And I think that the reason why you had me on is because something ignited inside or in, in your mind and inside you, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, I, everyone has their own world, but it was a very fascinating, controversial topic because this is a new form of evil that is happening in China. So. At that time, the brutal persecution of Falun Gong was so immense and so large, and the propaganda against it was weaponized to the point that the Chinese Communist Party literally declared war on Falun Gong. Even today, there was a, there is a Gestapo-type agency that sits on top of the Chinese Communist Party that controls all levels of economic, social, and political uh, policies. Right? Mm -hmm. That have completely. Been, that has been created for one purpose and one purpose only. One month before the complete outlaw and ban of Falun Gong, which is called the 610 office. So we had this massive propaganda, massive machine that was demonizing and slandering and attacking Falun Gong as some evil-based cult, terrorist group um, that have tried to take over the Chinese government, which is absolute garbage. It's absolute nonsense. And it's completely being debunked. There's no evidence that Falun Gong is a cult. There's no evidence that it's a CIA-backed operation. And there's absolutely no evidence that it's a CIA-backed cult. Right. Um, and the reason why the Epoch Times, like the like Sound of Hope, Shen Yun Performing Arts, um, which are uh, NTD New Tang Dynasty Television, which is the largest new, uh, Chinese news te uh, uh, television uh, in the world now, mm -hmm. was created is because we wanted to counter 
the outright deluge of propaganda demonizing Falun Gong and covering up this monstrosity of genocide that still is yet to be exposed. So I take my hat off to these organizations, you know, so call, call them what they do endorse Trump. Mm-hmm. They do endorse uh, 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 very conservative values. That's, that's their responsibility. You know, this has been evolving for a long time. But I do take my hat off to them for exposing the eye-opening accounts of the Communist Party, revealing what they've been doing. And they have been the only ones that basically, one of the very few that have had the balls, the courage, and the backbone to do so. So in that regard and in that context, I take my hat off. People who are listening to this might be very liberal, might be very, uh, you know, do not agree with the conservative values. And that's okay. We are in a free country and we are right to have free press. Yet mm-hmm. we have to see the intention and the motive behind the creation of these entities or these media outlets. What is their, what is their intent? To lie, to cheat, to steal, to weaponize uh, media? No. Mm-hmm. As far as I've seen working with them for so long, it is a besides the the politics in terms of uh, uh, left or right, the Epoch Times, like Shenyun, Divine Performing Arts, like uh, NTD TV, Sound of Hope and others have banded together, created this their platforms in order to expose the Chinese Communist Party and the persecution of not only the Falun Gong, but others in this world and revealing the CCP how evil its nature is. So in those regards, go at it. I'll take my hat off to them. Okay. So... I actually have a, a quick question that hopefully you can answer. Um, I, I started to look it up and I lost track of time. Um, is is the Epoch Time? Is it um, Epoch Times? Is it uh, is it run by um, a diaspora from from China or is it is or an American? Like who who actually operates? You know that that news agency. It's, it was all of this was created by Falun Gong practitioners. Okay. Um, the Epoch Times uh, was the um, the English version of the largest uh, democratic uh, Chinese newspaper, Daqiuan, that was created again to counter the outright dev, uh, deluge of propaganda coming out of uh, out of China. Okay. Demonizing Falun Gong, demonizing Tibet, demonizing in. And, 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 and genocidally, uh, um, uh, brutally persecuting Uyghur Muslims and any uh, uh, dissident and, poli- and prisoner of conscience and political prisoner in China. So through that uh, operation, and I was there from the beginning, it mm-hmm. uh, metamorphosized into the largest independent newspaper in the world, the Epoch Times, which mm-hmm. has now become really popular. And whether you're liberal, whether you're conservative, you can't deny when you look at the, the paper, regardless of, like I said, the politics of, of the left and the right, it really gives you an eye-opening account and no other um, newspaper has done this. And they've been learning from the Epoch Times about China, the espionage, the spy networks, the slaughtering, the decimation of its culture, the killing of, its, of, of animals, the polluting of its rivers. And right. I mean, just, you know, exposing this monstrosity, a new, this, this, this demonic regime, the Chinese Communist Party. So um, I guess that I hope that answers your question. Um, it, it does. It does. Um, yeah. Again, I, I, I have all concerns about it. Right. And right. I can understand. I can see just what, why. You know, um, <clears throat> it would, uh, and I would, to be honest, I'd have the same issue if um, 
Antifa created a newspaper, right? I mean, it just, it's, you, well, you would always I, have to me, look at it from the political standpoint. And well, let me share with you. Well, Antifa is a very violent and, and I mean, yes, they're fighting anti-fascists, but they're acting like the actual fascists, actual uh, uh, Nazi red guards. And, and I, I don't, I, I, I mean, you cannot compare Antifa with, with, with Falun Gong. Okay, Falun I've, Gong got, I've got two things to say about it. Number one, um, wow, I can't believe you just said that. But two, <laughs> um, that um, I, I wasn't comparing them. I was, I was comparing as, as quote, um, non-hierarchical sort of organizations. That was all. I, I wasn't saying they're in any way similar okay. other okay. than that. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk away from the... the Antifa stuff, just because, again, not a topic I want to get into right now. Um, okay. I, I'd i like to hear a couple more things. First of all, I'd like to talk a little more about um, evidence and kind of drill into that just a little bit. Okay? Sure. And sure. then I want us to take a little break and talk about some fucking music. <laughs> right? <laughs> just kind of like take a little break from everything um, so I can process a few things and, and whatnot. Um, Go ahead. I, I did see, um, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but that there was a definite increase in um, uh, organ transplant operations in China from 2006 to 2014, I think, is whatever the numbers or years were. And it was significant. It was like 300% increase or something like that, maybe even more than that. Um, and I, I, I see where that could instantly get... Uh, um, and I'm, I'm not saying this in a pejorative sort of way, a, 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 a cons conspiracy like, you know, thought, like, of course it would. Um, if, if a hospital in the United States, for example, suddenly went, you know, from, you know, a hundred transplants a year to 3000, then I would be like, okay, well, there's something going on there. Right. So I see where that would be, you know, data like that, um, would, would definitely start, you know, stirring those suspicions that, you know, that something was happening. Um, has there been any response whatsoever from within China itself? Not necessarily the China, the, you know, the, the, the communist party, but there, there is at least in theory, a couple of parties within China. Um, has, has anyone within China actually spoken out and, or, um, delivered evidence? There's no parties in China. Like I said, the Chinese Communist Party controls every, everything, wiped out everything. Um, there's no, there's no, there's not uh, democracy in China, let alone freedom. Um, Taiwan, there are four countries that actually have banned forced organ harvesting. If anything, the people are revolting against the CCP, but the CCP itself has destroyed any kind of resistance or independence against it. So there's no. All the evidence that is coming out of China is grassroots, underground, Falun Gong petitioners, Uyghur Muslims mm -hmm. standing up against this monstrosity, risking their lives on the front lines, and great, courageous people that have allowed uh, uh, the world, just like in Iran, mm -hmm. uh, that have broken through the firewall and have uploaded all the information and all the numbers and even the prisons. And that's why we know exactly where everything is and how detailed things are. And that's why Ethan Gutman and David Kilgore making investigation after investigation, calling the labor camps, calling the hospitals, talking to the guards, talking to the, the medical doctors who are performing surgeries and mm -hmm. saying, oh, no problem. We have a plethora of, uh, of uh, 
of fresh organs from falling on petitions. They're the best, like lobsters out of a tank. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, the, the, uh, the investigators uh, uh, have put together massive information from the uh, courageous people out of China, but there's no independent uh, bodies in China that can actually do these investigators, the investigations. They have been just completely shut down and kicked out and, and everyone arrested. Because in China, it's not, it's not a normal society like Vietnam, not in a normal society. You are, you are controlled by communist China. That's why if anyone has lived under communism, uh, they would tell you. But in America, you don't have that. You still have the freedom of speech. You can say what you want. Um, but yeah, nothing in China. Outside of China, absolutely. Um, that's why the Epoch Times, NTD TV, thank God, was, was, was formed. They're not, they're not weaponized media, but they are media that expose particularly the truth behind what's going on in China. And that's why I take my hat off to them. Mm -hmm. Everyone else, you know, can believe what they want to believe in. But um, there's, there's something I want to read to you, and then we can talk about music for sure, because okay, it's extremely actually, heavy. Actually, actually I, I have one question before you do that. Sure, sure. Are you affiliated with... See, I, I say epic because maybe it's just the, the accent I have, but um, are you affiliated with the Epic Times in any way? Not now, no. I was. Okay, but you the were at some I, point. I was, yes, and I'm grateful to have been, yes. And, mm -hmm. I, and I've done, uh, like, a, I, I, I was the first one on the scene, one of the first um, mm -hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia, and then I've moved into New York, and I was doing tremendously well. But, um, uh, and receiving, by the way, a lot of people, a lot of support on the left, uh, because mm -hmm. people are, I think people are starting to realize, as hopefully you, you will, Glenn, um, that it's not a weaponized uh, machine or arm piece. And a lot of people have said this to Trump and to Trump's army or to, or to the conservative side. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you divulge into it and you really look at the opinion pieces and the international pieces, particularly China, it's quite amazing. Um, but again, um, you know, that's just, it's just growing, but I'm not affiliated, not at this moment. No, okay. but I do I heavily, I highly support them. Highly will always, will always recommend, um, the, the newspaper for sure. Um, because I've always worked with them and I'm grateful from the ground up supporting them. Uh, yet at this moment in time, I'm not working with them when and, and for them at all. I'm okay. just an independent uh, investigator or activist basically on the front lines exposing this evil. Okay. I, I, that's really important to know. Okay. So, um, sure. Go, go I'll ahead give it to you straight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, this was just a, a, one of the interviews that was conducted by Ethan Gutman, who is a nominee of the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, he did the investigation 10 years with Falun Gong, and he was interviewed by his, by uh, investigators, many, many uh, reporters, but about his book, The Slaughter. And mm -hmm. he uh, was asked, well, what do you say to those people who still doubt that organ harvesting has occurred or is occurring on a large scale in China, especially through the use of falling on petitioners? He says, well, the slaughter, my book, has been out for a year. That's plenty of time for serious reviewers to question my conclusions. I can't think of no one who has. Even the South China Morning Post, which obviously had to give a critical review given their financial relationship with the mainland, didn't dare. And I stand by every footnote, every interview. I don't begrudge anyone the right to doubt. As I say in my book, these are serious allegations, toxic allegations. But no one, no one has the right to dismiss the allegations without actually reading the corpus of work that has been published. My book, The Slaughter, 
Bloody Harvest and State Organs by David Kilgore and David Mattis, my colleagues, not to mention all the investigative reports that have been authored by the World Organization to investigate the persecution of Falun Gong, Doctors Against Forced Organ Harvesting, and the China Tribunal. This investigation started in 2006. Yet the volume of investigative work is only increasing. Increasing. You want to comment? Hit the books. If someone is too lazy to read about the subject or just doesn't care enough about Chinese atrocities to bother, perhaps they should keep silent. Um, so that's what I just wanted to share with you. But this is no doubt that this is going on. Um, and all you need is a police signature, basically. Wait, say, say that one more time. In, in China, all you need is a police signature. There's no due process of law. Um, it's just you, a police signature is all you need to activate the transplantation murder, uh, pick a lobster out of the tank, as if you just want to get an organ within a, on a specified date, reducing the waiting times of four to eight years of kidneys, livers, and heart transplants to a matter of weeks, a matter of now days, and they're trying to make it a matter of hours. This is fueling a multi-billion dollar profiteering business, and this has all been confirmed. So. The problem with people, Glenn, is that there's, there's too much money involved and the United Nations has been run by the Chinese Communist Party. There's no uh, uh, hidden agenda about that. Um, they run four specialized units and the World Health Organization also colluding with the Chinese Communist Party. Only four countries, Israel, um, Taiwan, Spain and Italy have signed into law to ban organ harvesting from China after realizing what's going on. So. It's very disappointing. The United States and Canada haven't uh, banned anything yet, but hopefully very soon. Right. So <clears throat> the closest that I can think of that is something that, that I know happens um, with 100% certainty is um, in India, right? So I know for a fact, and, and this, this has been documented even by the Indian government, that so it, it it's not performed by the Indian government, but where um, less wealthy villagers, you know, will will sell you know a kidney for you know fifteen hundred dollars that's then sold for thirty grand to a you know a, a obese American right who goes to to, to get the surgery. <clears throat> so the concept of um, the less fortunate selling the organs, which I realize is a different issue than what we're talking about right now, but there, there is definite premise for that. And there, there is a definite, um, um, it, it's, it happens, right? <clears throat> like that's, it's, you know, and we know it happens because people who have done it have, you know, talked about it. Um, my, my question, sorry, there was a question in there. Um, my question is, um, what what sort of evidence is there that that it's not just, you know, a, 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 a poor Chinese farmers who are selling their organs versus the wholesale slaughter by the CCP? Well, like I said, uh, as I've been sharing with you, the 52 piece of confirmed evidence since 2006 by David Kilgore, David Mattis, Mm -hmm. The Kilgore Mattis report, which was released, and it's a free document, a document, a docu uh, document and, uh, and report, mm -hmm. and you can easily access it at endtransplantabuse.org or mm -hmm. dafoh.org. This, like I told you, this is not some kidney in the bathtub. 
there is, there is no other regime on the face of the earth. And this has been proven. This is not some kind of conspiracy theory. This is conspiracy fact. The reason why it's conspiracy is because people think it's so hard to believe that this is going on. And it's been covered up so, so, so intently, intentionally as well. But there's no other regime on the face of the earth, Glenn, that has harvested their own citizens' organs using state-sanctioned procedures, high-ranking officials, the largest amount of people and resources, and the, own, and the, and the Chinese military to run over 240 uh, uh, re-education and labor camps, uh, uh, labor camps in China, state-mandated hospitals, over 1,800, turning their doctors into murderers, and cutting out the organs while alive. Now, we have confirmed reports from doctors, military uh, uh, um, personnel, uh, secret agents, spies that have defected, even prison guards that have shown and have, and have bared, bared witness, direct material witnesses, that they have been they've bared witness to at least five to 10,000 Falun Gong petitioners being shackled, transported, transported in concealed uh, uh, cars to state-mandated hospitals and the doctors just cutting out their organs. So um, the, and, I, and I pulled up for you, I wanted to share with you, um, let me see, I've got so much information here. But um, the, the, yeah, from, from October 19th to December 2nd, 2018, the World Organization to Investigate the Persecution of Falun Gong. And these are independent bodies, by the way. This is not Falun Gong propaganda, as people would be, think, oh, well, this is the strong arm of, the, of, of Falun Gong. This is independent reports. David Kilgore, David Mattis, Ethan Gutman, intransplantabuse.org, uh, the, the World Organization to Investigate the Persecution of Falun Gong. Mm -hmm. These are run by rabbis, uh, ministers, people, independent reporters, um, independent investigators, um, the European, uh, the, the vice president of the European uh, uh, Parliament, uh, Edward Bigman Scott. These are not Falun Gong petitioners at all. Um, but the investigation results reveal again that the CCP is still conducting live organ harvesting from Falun Gong petitioners. There were 17 uh, investigator investigations, telephone investigations. And the individuals investigated are all presidents or doctors of top and directors of top level organ transplant hospitals in China. Many are responsible for state level projects in the field of organ transplantation, as well as national and provincial level technical experts. So there's absolutely no doubt. The, ev the evidence has been confirmed. So this is not some bad, let's just get this really straight. This is not a kidney in the bathtub story. This is legal, state sanctioned, kill to order on a specified date taking hundreds and thousands of their own citizens, Uyghur Muslims, house Christians, Tibetans, Falun Gong is the largest donor pool because it mm -hmm. became the largest spiritual movement in China. 95% of the organs are coming from China, from, from Falun Gong, that have been killed for their organs. And this has been absolutely concerned, uh, 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 confirmed. Yet okay. still the governing bodies are, 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 are remaining silent. And when the investigators go to the United Nations, which is run by the Chinese Communist Party, mm -hmm. same as the World Health Organization, we get rejected. Why? Because there's too much money involved. Speak no evil, see no evil, hear no evil. Um, and history repeats itself. But this is absolutely no doubt about it. This is, this is not conspiracy theory, Glenn. This is confirmed conspiracy fact, okay. beyond a reasonable doubt. So here, here's what we're going to do, Mitchell. Um, I, I still remain incredulous. But, I, you know, fine. I, I want to dig into shit, you know, like... And uh, if, if you can send um, a link to that paper, I think that would be the most important thing. Um, sure. And I'll make sure to include it in the description, you know, for the video. 
um, along with some other information and whatnot. Um, sure. And with that, um, when I said we were going to go about an hour, it's going to be a little bit under an hour. Um, just because I, I, well, I, I fucked up and I stopped her recording. Um, <clears throat> so, um, I've got a couple of just, just fun questions for you. Okay. At the very end. Um, one, I want to, I want to talk about music just a little bit, just because Let, let's end this on a light note and then I'll give you a chance to do a, a closing statement. How's that? Sound good? Cool. All right. Sounds good. So, do you want me, do you want me to bring, do you want me to give you the, the links for your listeners right now or at the end? No, I, I, no, no, don't give them to them at all. I'll put them in the in the description for the video so they can click through. Right, it's, it's just easier right. that way. Okay. Um, what's your favorite band? Bob Marley and the Wailers. Really? Well, you saw that Love Bunny Whaler died today. Did you see no, that? No, Bunny Whaler. Yeah, he died today. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He was he was actually younger than I thought. I think he was seventy either seventy three or seventy eight. I can't remember. What a what a legend. Yeah. yeah. Original yeah. Whaler. I was actually in uh, California. I lived there for about five years and I saw every one of Bob's kids. And one day he was uh family man Barrett, the great family man Barrett, uh was there and I had to give I went back backstage and I was with him and just you know, amazing. Uh, that man moved the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a reggae fan, but I do respect it, right? It's just mm. one of those things that it's, it's like Led Zeppelin, music. right? I, I can't stand Led Zeppelin, but everyone around okay. me loves them, and I understand why they love them. I just I just personally can't stand them. I love them too. Yeah. I love, I mean, why don't but, you love them? Why don't you like them? I think it's primarily the lyrics, I think, um, and not all of the songs, but um i got turned off to be honest when when i you know robert planton is like you know baby 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 like you know hundreds of times throughout a song right i'm just like just not my style you know i mean and it's funny i'm I'm a huge heavy metal fan right so i know there's there's a a lineage i don't know i can't stand them you know just and i take gruff for it all the time but you know i'm okay with that i'm a music snob what what is your what is your favorite band? What really makes you feel alive when you? I, I kind of go back and forth, but in general, um, the Ramones. I would say, I like I okay. like things raw, you know. Um, They've been around for a long time. Yeah, well, they're they're all dead now, um, unfortunately. Um, I'm actually trying to get one of their uh, their producers on. Um, he's great. he's still kicking, but he's about it. Um, I like it because it's simple, right? It's it's very simple. Um, most of the lyrics are are not, you know, they're they're mindless. But there's also that that lineage from like the the '60s girls group, you know, like the, the Runettes and the Supremes and and whatnot. And I I just I like it a lot. Um, in sure. fact, I would love to get Ronnie Spector on the show. Like that that's like one of my dreams is to talk to her. You, you know that they don't make it like they used to. No, they don't. They don't. They don't She's still like beautiful. Either. You know, absolutely beautiful. Um, let's let's do one more thing here, and this is something that I've I've started doing with with everyone as I'm wrapping things up. What is one thing that nobody would know about you that you would like to talk about? What is what is one like surprising thing about you that that 
you know, somebody would want to, you know, they'd be very surprised to hear. Well, there's one thing. <laughs> Nobody likes this much... question, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I think it's a great question. Um, hmm. I'm pretty much an open book. Hmm? Pretty much an open book. What's one thing that they don't know about me? Um, I'm not sure. I can. Well, how about? I, I, I'm such an open book. How about this? Okay, so you you went from um, you said you you were uh, an investment banker, right? Or were about to be an investment banker? Yeah, I was or... going to go into all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, believe it or Amazing not. How... Yeah, so share with me. I actually spent time as a venture capitalist, so um. Interesting. Yeah, um, a totally past life. Um, back when I pretended I could put on a suit and all that sort of shit, um, it didn't last very long. You know. I like those. I like the numbers and everything. But yeah, it's amazing how life will just throw you a curveball out of nothing. You know, right. in a second your life can change. Right. And it's, I think the responsibility of every human being to make their own path. But yeah, for me. Right. Something that people don't know about. Um, I'm, a, I'm a very, I'm a very, honestly, people think because I'm very out there, I'm very open, and I'm very, uh, I love talking to people. I'm a very private pe person. I'm actually a loner. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I'm a loner. I, that's what I am. Um, I'm a very, yeah. That's and easy to day, do being a, an expat in Southeast Asia, right? Um, mm, it can also be sure. dangerous. I've, I've seen people, I mean, basically lose their fucking minds, you know? Um, you got to hold it together. you got to hold the line. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, a good buddy of mine just actually opened a bar in, I want to say it's Humba, but I, I'm not, I can't remember for sure. Um, where, and where? Vietnam. Vietnam. And oh, I, Vietnam. I forget... Yeah, I forget exactly the name of the city. I think it's Hamba, but I'm not. I'm not positive. Um, but he kind of decided to go to Vietnam on a whim, and he was going to go for six months to, to teach English. Um, and I think he's been there three years now. And you know, I think he bought a house and and you know bought a bar and whatnot. So like he's he's all in, right? He's going to stay for for a while. Um, See. People don't know about me. Actually, I was the first in my, my my family to be an American citizen, and I've been on this pretty much spiritual crusade um, or physical crusade, whatever you want to call it, for for the last twenty one years old, uh, twenty one years of my life. And um, yeah, I came to Vietnam um, not to teach or not to open up anything, but to basically be with the Vietnamese that are on the front lines here, exposing the Red Dragon and what they've been doing. So, you know, in life, people make their own choices and make their own path. And I'm just very grateful to come on your show, Glenn, because not many people will allow me on the show because of the heavy, uh, the heavy weightedness of this topic and the dangers associated with it. Because I know you say you're not concerned about the CCP, to hacking you. Uh, yet, you know, there's a lot of people that um, are in danger and... I don't care whether my life's in danger or not, whether I live or die, I don't care. Uh, yet it's the most important is to follow my heart and do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Whether I know this, whether I know that, whether, because politics 
at the end of the day, when you're on the front lines, when it's a do or die situation, it's out the window. You can talk to a lot of military people or ex-Navy SEALs or ex-Special Forces, and I'll tell you, in a day, things can change in a second. Things can change in a moment. So mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you are as a human being, you have to live that to the fullest every day and know that things can change for the better, that when things reach an extreme, everything's bound to turn around. Everything's cyclical. You're a venture capitalist. So everything's cyclical, you know? Like mm-hmm. the markets, like life. Once, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. But you just keep going, you know? And, and I think Rocky Balboa said the best. I love Rocky. I love Rocky, yeah? yeah? He says, no matter how much you get beaten down, all you got to do is just keep going up and moving forward. Get up and keep moving forward, and that's how winning is done. We don't know where. We don't know how it's going to happen the next day. Right. But at least we try. We do our best. So... Yeah, Glenn. Um, I like that, man. And, and you know, that's probably a good time to, you know, kind of stop this um, on a quote like that. Um, and I want, to, I want to share something with you, if I may. Sorry to cut you off. Sure, I, I love the fact that you and me, we might have very different views on certain things. Mm-hmm. And we might not agree. But what the beauty of our conversation and, to get, and, our, and our, our get-together today is that we can coexist. We can talk. We can share. And this is what our world needs. Mm-hmm. This is what our world needs, and, I, and I'm just very grateful that we can come together with a, 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 a um, an equal footing. You know mm-hmm. that both our hearts give a shit about what's going on in China. We care about people, regardless of whether we are left or we are right, or we believe in this or you are you support this person. Or, in terms of a political context, this is a humanitarian uh, a crisis, and I'm just grateful that you've had the heart and you've shown the heart to at least, uh, you know, explore this with me today. And people can yeah. think what they want, but I'm very happy to be on your show to talk to, to talk to you about this and expose this at least. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm one of those people that I, I'll listen to anything, you know, um, and this is not That's a call cool. for us to talk cool. about politics, but for example, um, I watched every single speech that Donald Trump did, like every single one. And people would ask me, you know, like, how can you listen to that? And I said, well, I mean, it's, to be honest, it's not easy, but um, my belief is, you know, um, you always want to know, well, in that case, your enemy, right? Better than, than the enemy's followers know, know them, right? Um, so it's basically like a, you know, Machiavellian sort of, sort of thing. Um, and you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that I, I'm viewing what you said, like I, I view Donald Trump. I mean, I'm not saying that at all. Um, but I'm saying that, that, you know, at least letting people talk about stuff, um, I think is important, you know, and having debates is important. Um, as long as you're not, um, just giving a platform to somebody to, to spew propaganda, right? Sure. So you have to have facts. Yeah, I, I think that's that's really important. Um, and I'm going to take some heat from this, and you know that's okay. Fuck them. You know, honestly, I'm 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 almost fifty. Like I don't I don't really give a fuck anymore. Um, so you know, if people get pissed off at me, then you know, okay, that's fine. But but why but why would they get pissed off at you? I mean, we discussed something very. Important. I'd rather really not get into it. Um, oh, I see. Okay. It it just has okay. to do with with. Um, there, there are certain narratives that, that people like to follow. And, and when you step outside of those narratives, people get upset. Right. Mm. And I actually even hesitate to use the word narrative because that's become politicized, politicized as well. Um, 
Whereas really all it is is a description of what we're talking about. It is a narrative, right? I mean, we all, we all have our narratives, right? Right. So, right. well, um, one thing, if I may, uh, before we end, you know, people need to get offended about this, need to be upset, need to mm -hmm. feel a certain level of uncomfortableness because this is such a horrific crime against humanity. And imagine it was your families or your friends or your colleagues that were just shipped off uh, in the middle of the night to, to, or in the middle of the day to, uh, you know, death camps and state-mandated hospitals and your organs were cut out of your bodies. Then what would happen? You know, people love to, love to deny things and reject things and, 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 and just completely be oblivious to things when it doesn't happen to them. But when it happens to them, then what? You know, there's a, there's a, say, there's a saying uh, from a, um, I think, from a Holocaust survivor um, that when I think it was or, 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 or someone that when when they came for me when they came for my for my, for my um, uh, and I'm paraphrasing when they, when they came for my neighbors I didn't speak out when they mm -hmm. came for my colleagues I didn't speak out when they came for the Jews or the Muslims or this or that I didn't speak out but when they came to me for me no one was there to speak out for me so right. I just think covering this topic today it, it is universal whether you're a republican trump supporter non-trump supporter antifa atheist buddhist white or black transgender it, i don't care who you are mm -hmm. human life is human life and we all bleed right. the same blood and we breathe the same air so again i'm just grateful to have that to be on your show to talk about this particular uh, uh situation with fallen gong and the, the persecution against it yeah and i appreciate being on um i'm going to wrap this yeah. up right now um, I'm going to stop the recording. Just stay on Zoom for a minute, and we'll do a little follow-up and go from there. Okay. Anyway, with Thanks, that, Mitchell, sir. hey, thank you so much for your time, man. All thank right? you. Thanks, folks. Thank Cheers. You for Bye now.